0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Jeff Palmer of 850FT, coming to you from Wilmington delaware jeff what's going on man how are you today
2: i'm good Just another beautiful friday nice um nice hot one in here not too uh i don't think the humidity is too bad that's the one thing about delaware or the east coast you know what humidity is
1: (laughs) that's certainly the case so we obviously we're here to talk the business 850 ft jeff but before we just dive headfirst in Give us a little bit of context on this. 850 FT. When you describe it to people, what do you tell them? How do you explain this business?
2: We say 850 FT is essentially a inter- interval-based training. It is using all the things that are pretty much all the common sports medicine of today. Uh, when you hear the number 850, it's because through I wanted to catch a phrase name like P90X or something something that was simple. And then I checked in, and there was 850 muscles in the human body, and then we worked them out at full throttle. And so it's all about interval training, quick bursts. Um, We try to mix up the dynamics of what we do, whether it's Tabata, whether it's timed intervals, whether it's circuit training, um, basically all the things that we're doing, what we're doing it with, a minimalized gym equipment in a very simplistic area. I think it was a, a... a couple of years ago, I saw something that I thought hit the nail on the head. A guy named Duffy, who's a ex Navy SEAL. He trains the cast from the Avengers movies. And yeah, he, he works with Scarlett Johansson. He's worked with Chris Hemsworth. He talks about with like, different styles. But what I thought was interesting was he put the reporter through some of these little brief workouts. And he said, look, fitness is essentially this big, but marketing makes it this big because everybody's trying to find their particular niche you know let's face it you're and i have a very good friend who is a um he's a nutritionalist a bodybuilder himself from for a year, same age as me and he gets all these women in shape they all adore him and they are and he's really good at getting people slimmed down but he's also said to me like look Go to a boot camp and watch a guy who was weighing like 250 pounds, and by the time he comes out of three months of boot camp, he's essentially weighing 190 and he's slim and the body fat. It's not a complicated thing to get the body to move and get the body to be active and get it stronger and healthier. And I've also learned that through martial arts. And so, with an extensive 40 plus years of martial arts background, I understand what the body can do and I understand the dynamics. So, for me, it's like, okay let me use this. I don't need things more than just the spaces around me to get in shape.
1: Yeah. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when we talk about the best method or what's optimal or whatever that conversation is. Human beings haven't evolved that much in the last couple hundred years. Mostly everybody has two arms, two legs, and the fitness component isn't all that complicated where the fitness industry really separates itself or, or the, the good separate from the not so good mm-hmm. is in the experience, right? It's in the delivery. It's in how you make people feel throughout that process. And you described the friend or the colleague that you had and people love him, of course, because they get results but I would assume because of the journey along the way, right? right? So for you, take me back a little bit. I'm interested in the origin story here, Jeff. When did you get this whole thing going? When did 850FT when did get off the ground in the first place?
2: Um, the, the crux of it is, is the series of interesting forks in the road that started. So while I was teaching martial arts at AKS and a friend of mine, well, my girl, my, my ex-fiance at this time, uh, she uh, and her friends had seen Billy Blanks, who I know through class mm. nine through mutual friends you yeah, because i watched him also going on all the tournaments for years. Billy was doing his Taibo as warm-ups before matches. We'd always sit there and go, what is Billy doing? And he's doing his jab movements and everything too. He's got his headphones on. He's, he's essentially started, it was the beginning phrase of his Taibo. And then he started getting that industry going in Los Angeles. It became this, and LA is always about the, the next niche. He had a six o'clock mor- uh, in the morning class Five o'clock in the morning, the parking lot was jammed full for people trying to get in there. And he had classes of 60 or more. So we started doing things along those lines. Um, I started mimicking that. Then we started doing that with the karate school. I started to work doing this at her, her school as well. And then, yeah, it was just a time where it was like, okay, the, 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 the karate studio wasn't his place for it. He wanted to, the Pat, the owner wanted to use this space for other things. I'm like, okay, well, you've got a pretty good movement. These people want me to keep doing this. I'll find I'll take it off your hands I'll, I'll, I'll go someplace else with it and I have another friend at the Paladin Clubhouse who you know helps with rentals and stuff she said listen we got a space here we'd love you to actually bring that over here and I thought okay well then check out the gym we use it it's a half basketball court there's there's things that we can stack our dumbbells on we're going to need some sort of equipment I'll bring it in here I have been there ever since so basically I just pay for the rental space out of that and yeah. then was they come in, they just have, I sell punch cards and my partner, Polly and I have been doing this, you know, for over two decades and we got really good results. The thing is, is that, you know, it has to adapt. So the one thing I've done, and this is what Grandmaster uh, Parker has always stressed to me was that you have to adapt to the student. You can't just have a set way of doing things. You could talk about how to do this this technique, but what happens when you have a student that comes in and he's only got one arm? How are you going to adapt the martial arts self for that? You have to be prepared to do that. So the technique that the rest of the class is doing, they can't do it, but you still want them to advance. And martial arts is always about, it's not necessarily just about self-defense, it's also about self-discovery. And that's what the true man, you know, has been, and there's nothing that gives you a greater jazz than seeing some kid who's, who's overweight, who's splitting his pants, getting into a, get a horse stance. And then he continues to evolve and you watch him push through, and then all of a sudden he becomes one of your best black belts. And sure. you see that empowerment come through there. We're seeing women who never thought that they were gonna be able to achieve that level of fitness or that capacity within themselves and find that inner strength. You get a jazz out of that, that you just can't put money on. So that carries over to what we do at 850 FT. Yeah. And so it's been quite a while, right? You said two decades
1: of doing this. One thing that I wanted to ask you about from the business perspective here, you said that we went the punch pass route. What spoke to you about the punch pass route versus a more traditional membership kind of idea?
2: Because uh, the punch card for me has just been that I wanted to give these people a chance to continue to come in here and, you know their commitment is going to be that we're going to be here you want to get serious about this and come as you come as you can and we've had a lot of traffic going through we've had classes where had 20 people in there and sometimes there's been like five or six it, it would vary pandemic i'll get to that in a minute Made that sure out,
1: so. <laughs> we'll explore um, that idea for sure yeah no
2: it, it, it but that caused an evolution itself too so the, the thing is just that I've had people that are in their 20s, I've had people that are in their 70s, and they're all coming to class. Again, I have to adapt. This woman can't do push ups, but I can have her doing things against the wall that are going to be the equivalent of. And then, then I suddenly turn around and, like, oh, damn, look at that. She's she's actually doing some of the push ups now. Everybody can get there, but you have to adapt it, and everybody's looking. Sure, it's, it's, a, a, it's a scaling and yes so the the, the saying in okinawa there were many paths that lead to the top of the mountain but when we all get there we can clearly see the mountain and essentially that is what i've always worked with for these people they're all taking on this path it's not a thing here but we, we're going to get there
3: yep
1: and so the pandemic is an important part of this <laughs> you, you you've been doing this for two decades and i'm sure that there's been hurdles and challenges along the way but probably no more so than the last 24 months-ish. Mm. How do your membership numbers or how do the number of clients that you have now compare to 2019 or early 2020? Did you guys take a pretty good hit?
2: It was a hit. It's still a hit. Um, they're coming back out of it. The, I would say now that the the fear um, and the trepidation is going, but like I said, these are all some older clients too. I think they care of themselves. At the time of the pandemic, you know, I had to be very careful where I was putting myself at because I'm taking care of a mother who's, you know, I mean, she passed last year peacefully here at home. But um, I had to be careful what I was bringing home. If I had any hint of a, of a COVID on me, I, that would have been that would have been it for her. So we were being very, very careful what we were doing. We had to figure out a way, but because some people just like, could you please figure out a way to do this? So you do this like Zoom or through a Facebook feed or something and I thought I said to Tom like all right they don't that's that's touching it's inspiring they want us to figure out a way so all right we started doing the classes in my basement yeah I, have, I covered up an old musky wall I mean my I, I wish my wall looks as good as the wall behind you um it doesn't so I had these banners made 850 with our logo on there and I them up behind us and stuff so it gave a little bit of a better look and then um Polly and I just started doing our classes just going right into the feed right into the camera Mm. and it works I mean and watching the chatter for people people would chime in and type in on their computers this you know as if woohoo or other things like that or what was that or oh my god or so they were still doing the class participation on their keyboard and that motivated us to keep on going too the challenge was you know, yeah, we're doing this stuff the music sometimes. It's time. You gotta find copyrighted music or not or copyright free music. Plenty of challenges. That's that, that's for sure. That was interesting. That was like, oh, they're they're silencing us because I what yeah. I had a a second of Steely Dan over here playing before we started class. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram cracked down hard
1: on that. But in in a nutshell, you guys were able to at least keep some semblance of operations. We were doing it virtually. Now that you can operate, where, what I assume is hundred percent normalcy, right? You're back to full yes, capacity. We are. Now that you're back, what's been working from a, a marketing standpoint or how have you been able to get the 850 FT brand out in front of people so that they know that the business exists in the first place?
2: Amazingly enough, as much as we would do marketing pieces where we would put it out, you know, we'd, We do our banners in various places. We would just drop off our cards and try to get advertised and get people to, just to come in and see us. The one thing that has consistently worked and it's this way also too, with the martial arts school, it was word of mouth was just this buzz thing and nothing sells you better than a client. Interesting. I mean, it's not something you really wanna have to depend on. You really wanna try and find ways to get people to feel comfortable to come in. But when somebody you know who is all about and all jazzed up about these workouts that they're getting into and how much fun they're having in class, you're not going to get a better marketing piece. And so marketing 101 is relationship with the client. The client feels like you've got their back and they're going to have yours. So, you know, that essentially was always, has always been to this day, the most successful way of advertising.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. I find that especially in fitness, you said both the martial arts and this more traditional boot camp style, both really found success through the word of mouth. And if we have people that are willing to go out on a limb and share this with their friends and family, of course, we're going to take those leads, right? We'll take that all day long. What you said there, I think is important. And I'm glad that you called it out. We don't want to come to rely on it, but we're going to, we're going to take anybody and everybody that we can through that kind of a route have you thought about now, post-pandemic, doing any kind of different strategies to get some people in? You mentioned earlier we've had pretty packed 20 plus classes, and we've had some classes with just a handful of people. Have you guys thought about kicking around any ideas of new marketing strategies? You know,
2: I mean, you get these uh, things that'll pop up with Facebook about how they can you can take the videos that we were doing because we were still up, in, up until recently, and it got. Got a little obnoxious after a while. We stopped doing the um, the, the live broadcast. because we were doing. Oh, 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 I see. We still had people doing it um, from their homes, even though we were back in the clubhouse. And then after a while, though, it was more like, okay, I'm teaching to this camera, and there's only one or two people there. Meanwhile, I got a classroom behind me. I can't. I, I'm I'm ignoring them, and these people are. You know, I'm playing to a camera that really, guys, you got to come in. You got to. So you got to get over your fear. You got to come in. You know, we're everybody's everybody's vaccinated. We're doing we're doing all the safety measures. Yep. Um, but I uh, Facebook gives you a chance to actually still put some marketing out there. I've tried really it. That I've not really I haven't really touched the website in. That one, it really wasn't doing anything. so was, inactive I'm, I'm getting, on, inactive on the getting better results though. from i'm getting better i get better results from from just like the, the postings on facebook and as, as yeah. well have That's you tried you
1: mentioned good. that facebook posts or at least prompts you to to put some money into have you guys given that a shot at all
2: not yet not currently okay um okay. i'm not sure i'm i don't know there's something about that, that i'm a little trepidatious about um I don't know if I, how much more business I would get out of it that way. I think for what we do, because we're still in, in one area, in one spot, um, that I thought I need to, I to keep it in somewhat of a local sense. And there have been things, no, there have been times that odd things have happened because I put it up on a website or I put it up on videos up on YouTube. Somebody had come into class and said, oh, um, yeah, I'm I, like, how did you, how did you find us? you know you don't know anybody here you know? no no i uh i just googled tabata in woman in delaware <laughs> tabata you know by searching tabata in delaware are you kidding i thought that was a hysterical but there's some of the yep. videos that i post on youtube that was the way to find me
1: i think it's it, that brings up an even greater point and the majority of people in our industry are really great practitioners but Marketing is not something that they teach in a martial arts school. Marketing is not something that they teach in a personal training certification. And so is it normal to not be the world's most expert person on marketing? Yeah, of course, right? We're all trying to figure it out and and kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Take me to the next step in the process. I'm interested in how how somebody will actually sign up. When they reach out, you just kind of alluded to it. Someone's interested in working with you guys. How do they go about actually signing up? What's that sales process look like for them to then be able to attend your
2: classes? I give them three free classes to figure out if they're going to like us or they're going to hate us, or are they going to hate us in a good way and they're going to keep showing up anyway? Yeah, they probably um, know after one. Yeah, well, they're going. They should, and that that's been pretty much successful. Look, you're going to find people in here that look. My 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 income is not based off of this. I have a day job. You know, my my partner Polly. She's she she's a she heads conference services at the University of Delaware, you know, and we've been best friends forever. And I couldn't, I, I, I would, I, really, I couldn't do this without her. I don't think she would probably say the same thing about me, yeah. but you know, cause I count on her input and she's, she's, she's older than me and she can still smoke me on any workout.
3: Okay. Mm.
2: So, uh, you know, a, a, the epitome of what fitness can do. I mean, she went through the exact same surgery that Peyton Manning went through with the neck fusion and she did it without any million dollar doctors and still recovered back from it. And then she's back into the classes full swing. So, you know, if, if for me, she's, she's, she's my MVP. Um, but for going, when people come in, I basically just, they gave them that I say, look, here's your three free classes. Here's your punch card, three freebies. And then here's what it is. And so we're gonna, this is what, how much it costs for a group of 20 classes. We punch this. This is going to be. You're essentially, what you're getting is a personal trainer for an hour, um, and you're getting it for you know less than ten bucks a class, a workout. And we just keep that going, and that has carried over the vibe. And then yeah, we do other things too to sort of incentivize it, like do this. Get get somebody to come in here, and they sign up, and they buy a punch card. Then you get these bonus cards of five free classes, and so on and so on and so on. And again, for something that has been a very if i say a very simple formula changed tweaks for over 20 years we get bored easily but we've it forced us to get creative pandemic forced us to get creative yeah not alone in
1: that boat that's for yeah. sure
2: i mean i mean when you're experiencing what, what you've gone through i mean have you did you man i'm, I'm assuming did you do zoom things as well zoom workouts 100%. 100%. okay and so therefore how, all right so what, what are we using here today all right so today you need um, heavy dumbbells, and then you're going to need um, you're going to need a phone book, and you're going to need uh, a kitchen chair. And okay, mm-hmm. we're going to just start doing this. And now we're going to do these gallons of water. Yeah, right. you know, and that's essentially what we, you know, that's how we got through this. And yeah. by the way, when I go back, I look at it like we, we we did some pretty damn creative stuff back there. That was pretty good. Yeah,
1: I think. I want to highlight one of the things that you said and that it's not a full-time income for you. I think that gives us a little bit of artistic license and creativity with how we run the business because you aren't reliant on that income. I think you probably would have done things a little bit differently had you been this year full-time gig and we would have needed to grow it and, and make it a little bit more profitable, without but question. now not much. Okay. No, I said
2: without question. Oh, without question. To, without, without question, absolutely without question. Without question, I would have had to have done things. As, if I was depending on this for a living, then this thing would have been an entirely different self. My also my, you know, even though I, I'm, shaved my head, I'm sure every follicle that would have been left would have been <laughs> out of. Uh, look at me now, is. right? I have, I have friends who own their martial arts schools. Look, one of one of my black belts is, uh, he's down in South Carolina right now, and he he's, he decided he walked away from a job as a pharmaceutical salesman. Said, no, I, I really want to do this. But then he, I'm like, how did you, all right, Scott, how'd you do it? He goes, well, I got this book on how to run a martial arts school. I'm like, okay, but he found that, look, there's the one thing too, I also want to say about is for marketing in the martial arts. There are companies out there that do the marketing for you. You can sign up for them. Um, EFC, educational funding companies. Um, I've gone to some of their seminars and seen what they've done as far as, sure. and They handle. they have these patented marketing things they put the, the, the ads out there, the banner ads in the newspapers or the things like that too. And then, you know, you're paying them certain percentages and stuff, but they also have marketing tips and school tips on how to run a business. So, so much so that you get these creative ideas, like, yeah, we, we need you to get a school bus license. <laughs> what? You're going to run a program the way you're going to pick the kids up after school and take that load off of their parents. So you could drive around to the schools, pick these kids up. You have a study room here, which they did. They put in there and the kids got to get in there. They got to do their homework before class and they have to have their gym bags ready. And then when they're done, they have an hour to do their homework and then they get in here and they start doing the workouts. That took the load off the parents. It's a higher paying program. But again, this is something that's what makes
1: entrepreneurship so fun, Jeff, is that you can Uh, get creative with it. I
2: ain't doing that. I'm not doing yeah, no, I'm doing no, it's the certainly a, a different tool, model, but it's a creative idea. There are, there are certainly
1: a different model. And, and I think, I mean, even within sp- specifically fitness or specifically martial arts, creating a program for youth and creating a program for gen pop, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, just looking to move a little bit better and feel a little bit better, vastly different in the execution of it. But you mentioned that that a colleague of yours went full time is that idea in your head at all to, to take this business and really make something up, of it?
2: I'm coming up on decade six next year, all right? So, and all the people, uh, well, I appreciate all the acolytes. are like, you know, oh man, you, know, you don't look it, you don't move it. Well, yeah, thank you. But you know, it's not about the mile. It's not the age, it's the mileage. And um, if once retirement starts come around, you know, Polly and I have talked about putting together things ideas for when we can put ourselves into, it, when we're not going to hide. It gave us the freedom of not stressing over that this has to be um, the, the way that we survive. You know, that we, we're, we're paying our bills, we're making our income off of this. When you have that load off of your back, you can actually approach this a lot freer, a lot stress-free, and you just have this sense of ease to just get through it. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're just going to continue to do this as long as people want us to do this. It has carried over that way so there's a freedom in that now that's not any great coaching way for any business owner out there as a practice but it does as your personal life goes it's an easier thing to deal with so
1: i think it's it 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 brings up an interesting perspective though because there's this sort of continuum of i don't need the money so i can operate with some level of freedom Yes. If this was full-time for you, I do need the money. So we are a little bit hard-pressed to make something of this. But on the other side of that, we're doing so well that I don't need the money. And now I have that freedom again. Yes. It's sort of a, in a similar-ish position. And I think that's where everybody that starts a business is trying to get to. That, that financial worry is a little bit less monkey on the back, if you will, and more I do this because I
2: enjoy doing it. Do yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Jeff, that you is love and then you're no longer doing any work. You're basically right. getting open. It's it's not it's not a job. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation that you
1: and I could have for hours and hours, but as we run a bit shy on time here. Sure. Why don't you you start to wrap us up? Why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this? You mentioned a website earlier. Where can they learn more about business?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to recommend the website because I haven't really dealt with it for a while. If you want to actually see us, you want to learn about what it is that we do, you want to sort of jump into the fun. I've still kept the videos from the live feeds up. Look us up. It's 850 FT. If you look us up on Facebook and there you're going to see you'll see the banners and the memes about what the workout of that particular day is. Well, I always post it before the workout. And then you would see the videos that would go along with that and um, just get to see exactly what it is that we do. Now, granted, this is during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. So attendance was still, you can go back and see some of the older videos from the day way back in the day. When, I mean, cause I we teach them, we train the Wilmington rugby teams and get them in shape for the season where they're out there. It's always funny to watch some of these guys that are supposed to be young studs and are i'm like oh uh girls you want to come in ladies you want to come in here and show these guys how it's done and meanwhile the people that are like they could be their kids i mean they're smoking on the workout <laughs> so um you look at stuff that way if you if and see what we do and then you can contact either Polly and i Polly, we are um through me uh, through this facebook feed and then let us know what it is that you're looking for and we're not a nutrition program, but we have things that we can advise on that. And then we can also direct you other people to the things that we we're not necessarily specialized in, if that's something that you need. Sure.
1: Yeah. So to everyone listening, connect with Jeff and the 850 crew on Facebook, as he mentioned, Jeff, this has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate your your willingness to contribute to the overall conversation. I think entrepreneurs need a little bit more of this, back and forth and and exploring where we can all improve a little bit. So like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds for you. And I wish you nothing but the best.
2: I appreciate your time, Joe. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always,
0: You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview
4: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i'll be your host today my name is alex beck and joining us on the show is jake collins eric schwint and kyle douglas from excel performance and wellness out of leavenworth kansas what's going on you guys welcome to the show how are you doing today Good. thanks for having us yeah man i'm excited to talk to you guys i thought I was only going to get Jake on the show. So that's pretty cool. I got all of you guys on. We even got Kyle, um, who's on a boat right now on a cruise tanning. Um, so, yeah, excited to talk to you guys. Um, I appreciate you, you know, just giving some of your time to be here, you know, out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but before we do dive into more of the nitty gritty of what you have going on, how you run your facility, um, why don't you first tell us a little bit about what made you get started? With your with your business in the first place,
5: Kyle, you want to take this one? I think I feel like you uh, left.
6: <laughs> so uh, we were at a another facility, a commercial gym. We'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, we did not like the way not only that we were getting treated, or how they were taking our pay away consistently, mm-hmm. uh, but how they were treating the facility and uh, our clients and the members around us. Um, always complaining to us, and we were unable to do anything about it. So we reached out, and we got an investor, and it just kind of took off from there. Uh, As far as we all are, you know, dedicated to basically changing people's lives, and (laughs) we uh, didn't really see that happening at our other commercial gym.
4: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's, you know, the story for a lot of personal trainers. Um, some people will say that that some personal trainers are fickle. And then another will say, um, well, we'll look at, you know, the places they're working at these big box facilities, you know, they're paying you the bare minimum, a fraction of what they're charging for the training. Um, so, so that's awesome that you guys were able to start your own business based off your past experience as a personal trainer. Um, now, I would love for you guys to give the listeners, your own elevator pitch of Excel performance and wellness and the services that you guys offer?
5: Yeah, I can do that. Um, so Excel performance and wellness. So we're not your typical gym. Uh, that's what our big slogan is. Uh, we don't charge memberships. We are a personal training uh, based uh, facility. And then we offer group classes as well as nutrition coaching uh, or consultation, however you want to look at that. Um, sports performance training and then into the wellness side of things we are starting to add yoga okay and then we are hopefully looking to get into the um, nutrition or the uh, supplement aspect as well but we are a service-based service first based facility and we want to make sure that everyone who comes in our door feels like they're taken care of and they're doing their absolute best to kind of tackle their uh, tackle a healthy lifestyle.
4: Yes, sir. That's awesome, you guys. So you're offering, you know, a lot of value to your members. You're offering a lot of options, different types of classes. You're even about to start pushing yoga this summer. So that's really cool to hear. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now?
5: So I estimated it to be about, it's in between about 100 to 150. Um, Including personal training, group classes, um, all the new faces that we're already getting in yoga. And we've only been doing yoga for what's it been, four weeks? Yeah, about a month, yeah. Something like that. Um, and then so the and the yoga instructor that we have brought in, she um she has just started even promoting her um her service. So we see that growing um pretty immensely. We're already looking at she's doing it once a week. We're looking at adding her. Um, or giving her another day during the week to um, do another yoga class, and um, just give our clients as well another opportunity to come in and um, you know take part of that wellness side of
3: themselves as well. Yeah,
4: awesome. So you're sitting at about around the 150 member range. Um, I always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at, or are you wanting to hit the gas right now and see some new faces?
7: Oh, we're always wanting yeah. to hit the gas. Always, always more. Always more. More is better.
4: Yeah, definitely, and that's really cool. I mean, I mean, really, the the statistic for getting a hundred members at most facilities is like two years. So the fact that you guys are on a steady pace of growth, um, that's really cool to see. And and since you are wanting to see some new faces and you know help more people, um, what are you guys actively doing right now to aid that growth process?
5: Honestly, most of it's been um, it, it really has been word of mouth. Uh, a, a lot of so when we came over from. Um, our commercial gym we ended up telling a lot of our clients that we were leaving um, and they they immediately without hesitation essentially followed us so they didn't care about the gym or anything they were at they cared about us and the value that we brought to them so we already started off with a really good clientele base i would say probably around like 40 or 50 would you agree kyle yeah at least and then we've already gone we've at least grown to about another or grown about another 40 to 50 clients from our other clients just raving about how they're um just about how healthy they become um how they feel better you know just making all those great changes and then um, the yoga again has been adding in more and more people um so yeah
6: okay i would like to add to that um so like a lot of our clients will mention that they're uncomfortable going to. They're still uncomfortable going to the um, commercial gyms yeah. because of COVID, and they like like how clean our facility is. They like how it's very nurtured to them. They have the one-on-one special treatment. The whole facility is basically catering to them, uh, and we go all the way down to like complimentary water bottles, towels, uh, even for the girls, the little hair ties if they forget them. Like everything, because we've all been training for a cumulative of like, what, over 12, 13 years, uh, we know the ins and outs and what people forget, what they want, what they look for. So we uh, really built it um, by ourselves, built it for the clients as they walk in. So the experience, I think, is what's really drawing in on the word of mouth uh, from the clients that were loyal to us. Yeah,
4: no. And that's awesome that, you know, you've able been been able to grow a good base of your membership off of word of mouth. And that just really proves that the value that you're giving, you know, that the, the time that you're giving your clients is worth it to them, and it's working and, and it is, and it is changing lives, you know. Um, but the bad thing I would say about word of mouth is that, you know, it's really hard to, to make a growth plan um, based off referrals, right. Although, For January, you may have gotten 10 to 15 referrals, let's say, people who came into your gym. Um, It's hard to make a plan for, you know, February, March, April, have a game plan and and be able to say that, okay, I'll be able to get the same amount of leads within these next coming months, right? Um, Have you guys ever tried any other type of advertising or paid advertising? Um, You know, things like maybe Facebook ads or Instagram ads?
5: Yeah. So, um, I actually, I'm technically in charge of like the marketing side of things as well. Okay. Um, but when, um, I myself, am uh, here, you know, uh, you're, you're looking at about 40 to 50, uh, or hours of training a week. I get to the point where I can't put too much time right. towards the marketing side. We've tried Facebook marketplace, um, things like that. We have a, um, a pretty sweet, um, what's it called marquee or a road sign, essentially that we put the, yeah. you got to slide the little numbers up and letters up and everything like that to create messages on there. Um, when people drive by and we've, we've done those things, but we've all, we've all talked about and with our investor as well, that we definitely need to look into more serious, um, serious path for marketing. And if that means, you know, reaching out to somebody to do it for us, somebody who just knows the ins and outs of just all that, um, calculated you know ways to do all that stuff everything like that we are pretty much kind of all all gas for that as well yeah and 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 that's
4: okay that's okay too right i mean i don't think any business owner or gym owner got into uh you know owning a gym to be a marketer right um and that's okay to to it's a skill within its own really to be able to look at the things that you are good at look at the things that you could do that are going to push the needle forward and focusing on that. And, you know, so it's okay. That marketing's not your thing. Right. But, but it, that is good that you guys want to start touching on that. Right. Cause you know, having a lead generation system, these things are just tools at the end of the day. And if you, if you could use the tools right or correctly um, you know, it's all the benefit to you makes it that much easier for you um, makes it so you don't have to, you know, I've heard people who, who put out flyers still, um, you know, and, and stuff like that, do radio shout outs. And, you know, they avoid the, the social media aspect, just because it has a bad stigma, or it, it is hard to learn as well, if you're doing it yourself. Um, so yeah, that's awesome as well. So what's kind of your guys's sales process? Like, let's say you get, you know, a referral, someone who's interested in your facility, um, they walk in through the door, what's your process to turning them into a paid member?
5: Kyle, you want to take that? I feel like you. Explained yeah.
6: It. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so our whole motto again. Be this is reflecting off of where we've trained in the past. It's a uh, we don't like to lock people down into contracts. We like our service and our facility to bring them back. So the the whole idea of <sighs> sign this for a year or two years is not um, anything that Excel would do. We have them sign a liability waiver and then a PT contract for cancellations on services. But other than that, it's um, almost a pay as you go. We, we recommend monthly. They can schedule um, six months at a time and pay for six months. But if they're paying weekly and someone wants that spot and they pay for it in advance, it's basically that spot's going to get filled by that spot. So they have to understand that. But we also are able to service more people um, financially speaking uh, and on the client side, financially speaking, because we are a lot more flexible that way as well. So uh, as a small business, it does benefit the client as well as us uh, for people who want personal training uh, but they have to obviously do it like biweekly as as they get paid for budget reasons, so on and so forth., yeah. um, But as far as like the sales process, so someone comes in, uh, the whole idea is, hey, we're not a gym. Uh, what are you looking for? What can we offer you? And then we go down the list of personal training, group classes, online training, nutrition, we show them our in-body, just. Um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we have the InBody 570, um, okay. and it's only $25 for our facility to run it. Okay. And with that, it's not just run it, here you go. It's a, we'll break down all the numbers for you um, and kind of you know explain what all of that would mean. So um, you don't look at that sheet and just kind of walk out and confused and say, oh, my BMI. Because yeah. most people wouldn't know what half of those numbers even mean. But, uh, Very true. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. so who
4: does the selling currently? Is it you guys? Um, are you are you three the the only um staff members at your facility technically? Yeah.
6: So right now we're the only staff members, um, other than our yoga instructor. Uh, we are looking um, for more trainers. Uh, it's just hard because we obviously we don't have a members. Um, We just would have, you know, obviously like call lists or uh, classes that they can help out and try to sell their services that way. But um, the payout would be more than your typical commercial gyms.
4: Yeah, very true. I mean, it sounds like you guys are almost built, you know, for trainers, right. To, to benefit you in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. Awesome. So one question that I do like to ask, just because I think, it's a good way for you guys to reflect on even, um, you know, the past year that you've been a gym owner, uh, but what was something that was easier that you thought when it came to starting your facility and what was something that was more difficult or unexpected when it came to running your business?
5: Cool. That's a good (laughs) question. (laughs) Uh, I think what the easiest part really was, um, we were able to, like I said, like we had all these clients came over so we were able to still service them. And then, um, we, we put our prices to be just below essentially the national average. Cause we looked at the market around us and the average household income and things like that. Okay. And so we get it more affordable for more people. And we believe that that helped our clients be able to recommend, um, a trainer to friends and family that they think might want some or, or want one that, or that have shown interest in things like that. And so we've, have found it pretty easy, I think, to grow our business from the um, word of mouth um, side of things yeah. for sure. But I definitely think in my personal opinion, and especially with my sports performance, I only had a couple of athletes start. And then I think I'm over, I'm over 15 athletes now that I work with throughout the week on top of all my clients. Um, so, and that was all word of mouth. And so I think um, the hardest part though, for sure, as because um, we talked about, um, paying for somebody to do our marketing for us in the very beginning. And we were like, Oh, we'll run Facebook ads. It'll be fine. And uh, that really bit us in the ass for the most part. It really hasn't, it hasn't turned out. Um, I don't think maybe two clients out of all of over the hundred that we've had. Um, so for me personally, I think the marketing was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Right. Um, but it was nice. Did that you do hour.
4: it yourself? Sorry. Did you do it yourself? Did you run the ads yourself?
5: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did the ads myself and things like that. Um, yeah, man. And I mean, so,
4: uh, I, I get it too. I started, um, you know, like digital marketing running ads in 2016 and it, it really took me um, like probably a year and a half before I really started seeing returns or making profits off the ads I was doing. And it was all just trial and error. That Facebook right. business, you know, business pages.
3: Yep. <laughs> looks like
4: Chinese when you're clicking on so many things you could click on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it's good that you guys are still open for open up, open to it, right? And it didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth because it does work. I mean, I, I talked to a ton of gym owners and, um, you know, people who rely solely on on you know digital marketing, and they really, you know, the amount of leads you could bring in on a monthly basis is pretty unparalleled compared to referrals. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, not only that, it's like you could. And like, once you figure out your marketing angle, it's really a click of a button, you know, an ad could live, could last for, you know, a year that you could continue using and okay, well, let's try getting some more people next month. So you just, you know, turn the button on, set your budget. Yeah. Um, but no, that is cool that you guys are still open to that. Now, if you guys could have like a magic business wand, so to speak, um, and, you know, have your, have your business be in the exact position that you want it, what, what do you think that would look, look to you guys?
7: probably just uh our group classes being maxed out because as Jake spoke before personal training wise with our availability we're pretty much there and just to bring in that extra revenue try to get those classes filled up because right now we basically run one class every day except for Sunday um, but we we like to run two or three you know per day including Saturdays too and uh I, I feel like that's Right now, that's the, the biggest Achilles heel for us is trying to get that. But being personal trainers, we're not used to trying to bring in a bunch of people at one time, you know, and we've talked about the marketing issues we've had. Um, so it's, it's new to us and we're still trying to learn the ropes of how to get it out there and how to make it more appealing for people to want to give it a shot. Because, I mean, we know we're very confident if you come to one of our classes, you're going to love it. You're going to right. be that, But it's just getting you in the door to give it a shot. And that's kind of where
3: we're
4: stuck at right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's good. You guys have a really solid base foundation, right. And offer a good product, have, you know, a good check chunk of members right now. It's really just, you know, getting your name out there. And like you said, it is your first year, um, you know, and having people find you and see the value that you're providing. Um, What would you say is like your biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now that's, you know, preventing you from getting to that point and, filling up those group classes, adding more classes throughout the day. Um, You think it's solely just, you know, having people find your gym?
5: Yeah, for the most part. And then, um, I mean, we're getting to the point where um, all three of us are kind of maxed out on how much we can really Um, produce in a day. Yeah. Uh, So that would be again, bringing in, you know, other trainers to also work. Um, And, but then again, there's, they they can come in and work, but if we don't have any type of lead list for them to cold call, even or for people to service right. or anything like that, I mean those it doesn't match up. So those are pretty inter interdependent on each other. Um, so that's definitely I think one thing bottlenecking us. And then um, yeah, like I just said, like our our availability throughout the day. Like Kyle's almost maxed out personal training um, with sessions. I am too. Eric is with the availability he has. Um, and then it's just the group classes really just getting the word out there again. Uh, and then the commercial gym that we were at, they were very, very, very big on selling their group classes. And so I think they're still more well-known in town when it comes to um, having those group classes available. And we do different group classes where it's a lot more minimal equipment, um, but a lot of free weight stuff still. So a lot of people I think um, might they, they might think that's uh, they might find it intimidating at first until they come in and, you know, meet us and do a class like Eric said and realize how helpful we are and how we can yep. make substitutions for people and yada, yada, things like that. I
7: would, right. I would say one thing too. So I've trained in Leavenworth cumulative about eight years. And I've always noticed that when summer comes to, you see a lot less people at the gym because they're doing outdoor activities and that's just, I mean, that's just the cycle of this town. Once you hit those points and people, you just see less of them because they're out vacationing, they're out doing this, out riding their bikes and all that stuff. So being able to find those people that want to come in and do their classes and stuff, but also do their outdoor act activities, that's been a little more difficult to find. They're out there. It's just they're, you know, we got we got to bring those those people in. So definitely summertime is another thing. <laughs> the weather outside's yeah. nice. They want to be outside.
4: Yeah, definitely. And, and it's kind of like a pendulum, right? Like on one hand, it's, you know, not, not enough trainers, too many, um, too many members. And then on, on the other, it's, you know, too many trainers, not enough members. So it's important that you're ready for growth, right? I mean, there is such a thing as growing too fast and you don't want to get to the point where you're like you know, watering down the value that you offer just by trying to push more members. In. Um, so is that a goal for you guys to learn kind of how to free up your time here and, you know, take a step away from the business eventually at some point, and maybe, you know, focus on the things that you like take a couple classes a week. Um, but is that a goal for you to get the business kind of run like a well oiled machine, you know, so to speak?
5: For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, um, Eric is,
7: you're 32 30 almost 34
4: yeah and then so.
5: kyle's 30 um i'm 25 so i mean all of us have been training for a while so and we've all talked about it would be nice at one point you know to get to that point where we don't have to work as much yeah you know to um i'll still have a, um, a good income i personally would like to eventually step away from the personal training side of things and really focus more on my sports performance okay uh, and that's just me personally that's i've been i've graduated college wanting to be um, a strength coach I thought until I realized that there's a much bigger avenue um, that I can uh, take and as well as have many or multiple um, income revenues as a trainer for a um, just for a gym or for myself per se compared to me working for a university or things like that and then hopefully not have to work nearly as much as the typical you know, 30, 40 year old strength coach, who's still putting in 60 hours a week.
3: Yeah, or I mean, a
5: personal trainer that puts in six, 60 hours a week until they're 50. And then they feel all sorts of burnt out.
4: Right. I mean, I think that's a goal for every business owner, right, is to eventually get to that point where, you know, you could take a step back if you want, or focus on other passions or have some sort of freedom. Um, you know, it's about, you know, making sure that you're optimized and ready for that, really, or else, Things just continue to roll day to day unless you're, you know, kind of prepped for growth and um, work on optimizing those things, the back end things, having, you know, systems and processes for stuff like sales or, you know, marketing lead gen. Um, Yeah, so I did want to touch a little bit on, you know, some Ascension services. We were talking about that in the beginning. And I know that's something you guys are focused on right now um you offer a lot of different things not only personal training now you're starting to get into that group training um have you ever thought of adding you know i know you're doing nutrition at right is that is that about to be a yep. extra, extra nutrition. service nutrition okay. coaching yes okay cool so you guys are touching a little bit of everything that's really cool to see so your next step is adding supplements correct
5: Yeah, I would say supplements or and or, um, you know, adding another yoga class, like doing some more things. Um, We saw a really cool article about how more and more Americans with how stressed out our whole society is that they really want some type of recovery class to go to. So we've looked at um, adding recovery style, um, uh, just things to our gym, Uh, like uh, we talked with our investor about getting one of those. Um, massage chairs um, so that somebody come in, you know, take 20 minutes. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh,
6: so it's yin yoga is what we're looking to add it on Tuesdays. And then it would be an aquatics massage chair. Or oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at. And um, a lot of physical therapists are starting to uh, use that or even some chiropractic um, practices are using that so um, if we offer that it's some another service that obviously would be a source of revenue that would be very low maintenance but it would be great recovery for people uh, for after a really intense training session or just to help them recover
4: yeah definitely and even supplements you guys touching on that as well Um, you know, that's something that's smart as well. And and being able to add all these different services to your facility, a lot of times, you know, 20% of let's say your membership are going to be, you know, shopping for supplements outside of your facility, stuff like protein, a fat burner, you know, BCAs. So if you're able to offer it on the inside of your facility, you know, it not only makes you more valuable to your members, but it makes them more valuable to you, right? Because of course, you never want to look at, you know, your members as a, uh, as a cash cow, someone to keep, you know, let's sell them this, let's sell them that. Uh, but being able to provide, you know, things that, that help them, like you said, like the massage chair, you know, getting maybe massage therapists in there, um, even supplements too. that, that would really just make it better for yourself as an owner. Um, so that's awesome.
5: Yeah, for sure. We've got a lot of, um, essentially, we've all talked, we've got a lot of thing, things, um, some irons cooking in the fire, for sure. Um, and we're just kind of, still rolling with like the yoga went so well that we're like, we're trying to give her another class to do during the week. Um, and then the massage chair, Kyle did some research on that and found a great article about how that could bring in um, quite a bit of income. Like he said, with really low maintenance. Right. And, um, yeah. We're just trying to look at things like that. Supplements we're still, I mean, you already know, and all of us gym owners know with about the supplement industry and how unregulated that is and how much. Right. You- want to be
4: giving trashed here but exactly, <laughs>
5: exactly so we're doing some research I, I talked to somebody from a company but I'd like to get a few more at least options as well and really try and give again our, our customer or our clients kind of the best
7: experience we possibly can while we're here so yeah we, we want to be that that one-stop shop where you can get everything you need for your health and wellness and don't have to worry about going anyplace else you don't need to I got to run to GNC or bodybuilding or whatever, yeah. and go get your stuff. It's everything is here. And we want to provide that in the future to our clients to where this, this is the only place you need to be.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, you guys. And it sounds like, you know, you have a ton of room for growth. Um, you know, most people that I talk with, it's, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of services, and they kind of wonder why, you know, their members leave or, um, you know, they make it difficult. And it's like, you know, you're not providing enough to to stay competitive with the people around you so that's really cool to see that your guys have a really strong base model um and a lot of room for growth but but yeah so we know what you want for your business now right we know that you guys want to help people that you obviously put a big emphasis on caring for your members um but what is it that you guys want from your business what's like that big picture for you that reason why you know, let's start a business together. What's what's that end goal for you guys?
5: Yeah, I... um Kyle, you want to put... You want to talk about that one? You love talking about this.
6: Let's hear and, uh, it. Pick it's, over it's the phone. Like yes, so after... Picture so my big yeah. vision after this uh, lease is up is to have a commercial-sized gym, uh, but have our training facility next to it, and then have... The multi purpose room right next to that. So, you we would be able to offer spin, Zumba, um, along with a yoga official yoga studio, all those classes that you can basically put on that hardwood floor as opposed to um, the surface that we offer right now. Cool. And then on the back side of that, I would like all therapy. So, we would own the real estate and then they would be leasing that to us, but it would be that one stop shop. And then a big Morton building on the side where Jake could run his sports um, classes. And then all of that would just be accessible. So it'd still be Excel performance and wellness. The setup would basically be um, you don't have to be a member to use it. So we're, again, we're not trying to like lock you down, steal your money. Yeah. We, we want you to come in. We want basically to own the town as far as like all health services. So we're, we're interacting with a lot of therapists um, and we're trying out like different relationships and we're seeing who's the best in town. Yeah. And then those are the people that we wanna bring with us. And um, hopefully if we can grow, that's why we're trying out all these different things If we can grow, then in the future, um, we'll be able to build something like that in about three to four years.
4: Awesome. That was a a detailed plan. I love it. You know, I love hearing people who kind of have a direction, know what direction they want to go, because then it makes it easier day to day to make, you know, those important business decisions. Um, But awesome, you guys, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. Uh, But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym.
5: For sure. Yeah. So, um, on Facebook, you can just find us, uh, Excel performance, uh, the and sign wellness. And then, um, for Instagram is it's, um, Excel dot wellness. And then, um, our website is Excel performance, It's, uh, it's kind of hard to miss us. You can look us up on Google maps, Apple maps. We're all accessible on just about every platform. And then now we've got this great opportunity to be on this podcast to reach out to even more people.
4: Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. Um, You know, I look forward to seeing what you guys could accomplish down the road. Um, And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off
2: all future supplement orders.
8: Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords podcast, where we dive into trends with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we are joined by Philip Spears from, from Strength and Motion out in Klamath Falls, Oregon. Philip, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Austin. I like that intro. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming on, sharing your story about strength and motion. I'm looking forward to hearing about about your gym, your business, what you guys have done. We've been open some two years now, right? So let's just talk to the listeners for us about you know why you started the business, what the reasoning was behind that, and just your experience in general of starting strength and motion.
9: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um trying to figure out where to start <laughs> uh, but no I mean I, I've been in fit, fitness majority of my life you know my, my dad got me into it you know we uh, as a kid you kind of have an idea what you want to do and that ends up morphing into something else and uh, I, I wanted to help people um, right. I just didn't know it would be uh, personal training right uh, so anyway that's how it all started was with personal training uh, I did that for quite some time ended up in a gym called klamath strength and conditioning it was a training gym kind of like a it used to be a crossfit gym and then they they changed okay i worked there for years and learned um a ton a ton about just coaching in general and how to be a real coach learned a little bit about the business aspect of it um but mainly the coaching but to speed that forward man uh, i've always had an interest in martial arts always been doing boxing um, which is what my business is right boxing fitness boxing um so while I was working at this gym, I was doing a a ton of boxing on the side, you know, with myself. Um, I was r- r- basically running it running it out of my garage, and then uh, and then he he was like, "Hey man, why don't you just bring it down to down to here? You can do it like after hours. You can put on your little class." Um, so I did that for that same amount of time, about three years, yeah. um, and we were just, we were just training fighters at the time. Uh, which was a lot of fun. And I'm glad I started that route. Because again, you learn so much about just the coaching aspect of it. Right. And then um, basically uh, COVID hit <laughs> and it shifted everything. My man, uh, I mean, long story short, he, the guy who owned the gym was like, Hey, I'm going to go do something different. So he went and did, did that. I kind of got the ends on the, on the lease. Yeah. So I took over the building and I told my wife, I was like, I got, I got to figure this out. You know, this isn't, this isn't cutting it. Um, I got to do something. So I reached out to a buddy of mine, um, shout out to Cody Sweet in, in Chico, California. He, uh, runs a fitness boxing gym. Okay. So it basically just emulated that and, you know, put in my own, um, what would you call it? My, I put a little, of my own finesse on it, you know, and obviously we all have our, our own ideas, right? and uh started doing that dude uh it was in june of 2020 middle of covid Damn. um and thankfully we're in more a little more of a conservative town so i was able actually to do it a lot of places were still closed down but i was just like screw it you know i we gotta live life i got a kid and wife at home yeah. and i know there's a lot of people out there that want to work out so we opened it um the, the name strength and motion has been around for a little while um, but we just switched gears you know we just changed the business model again i own i owned or i took over the lease so i have i owned the building um yeah. so we made it our own and started doing this this fitness boxing thing um and it's been great since i mean yeah in, in a nutshell a long-winded nutshell that's that's how we got started for the most yeah, part very,
8: very cool man so uh philip what part of oregon are you in are you in eastern oregon Or or near we are in um central southern, if that's a thing. So like we're right kind of in the middle of Oregon, right at the border of Cali. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. Just for like a nice, nice perspective there. And then you said you took over the lease of this building. So um I like to talk about the real estate side of fitness a lot, you know. Um absolutely when when you took that over, how how much time was left on that lease and what was that? What was that part of like the, was it an easy takeover for you? Was it a, a drawn out process? How was that whole, how was that whole experience? Um, it was great,
9: Austin. I got lucky, bro. I got yeah. real lucky. Um, it, the guy previous that had a previous, they were doing a month to month lease. Okay. Oh. And I got lucky in the sense that I was already in the space and I kind of had the first dibs um, and I was also lucky because there's a school behind us, uh, mm-hmm. Eagle Ridge High School. And they were wanting this for years. Um, but I got lucky enough to take it over before they did because uh, things were kind of scarce. And then I put on for I uh, started with a year. I'm looking to do another th- I want to do a three year um yeah. we can have commitment, you know, and make sure that we're safe and we have a little security where we're at. So sure.
8: sure. Very cool. Man. So yeah. easy, easy process, man. I I, I got lucky. That's good, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. That's, uh, that's stuff. You know, I think we need to talk about within the, the business of fitness because obviously that's a, a Oh, you I think you're good. Good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just says my connection is crap, which is awesome. But, um, so, uh, service wise, you guys do a fitness boxing blend, correct?
9: Uh, yeah so it's basically we do group classes it's hit yeah. fitness boxing so it's uh, you know a member gets their own bag they're in a group class with a coach we guide them on with instructions loud music you know we find okay. we sell fun element of it and then we right. we, we throw in calisthenics that um, and that's the cool. gist of it so
8: no, no other equipment than yep. gloves a bag and a coach love it love it that makes total sense. And the square footage is like we're 2,500 square feet, right? So there's not, there's not a lot of equipment in the way taking up any space.
9: Yeah, no, there's really, yeah. there really isn't. We just,
8: we fill the area with bags, got a front desk, some Very cubbies. Good. All right. A little bit of dead space, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. It makes sense. No, no. I'm just trying to get, yeah, trying to get the picture. It makes total sense, man. I love it. So, well, and, and um, so the the group class is like your bread and butter, right? That's the bread and butter service we offer with a little personal training kind of on the side.
9: Yeah, yeah. The bread and butter is the group, the group stuff. You know, we we do our best to put in systems um, to do cross sells. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we have any really upsells right now, but we do a lot of like cross selling at the moment to okay. maximize the profitability
8: of the of the gym. Of course, yeah. To to get the most out of not bad terminology, but to get the most value out of each member, right?
9: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially since we. Like i said before we don't have an upsell right now and we yeah, mainly yeah. focus on just the big group stuff sure. so
8: yeah since you brought it up i mean I, are, you, are you looking into any other ways to uh, you know include an upsell or an ascension service to your members like nutrition piece or supplementation or merchandise or or any other kind of services or products to you know layer in that upsell
9: Yeah. So I'm trying to meet in the middle, right? So we don't, we don't do, we haven't pulled all the levers that say like gym launch um, would want us to. I could, if I wanted to, but like our margins, my profit margins are really high things run smoothly. The the business is lucrative. Um, But, but I do understand the importance of just optimizing um, every member as much as possible. So we do do the uh, supplements. We're actually relaunching it. I guess is the word to use. Okay. Uh, we launched last year. Went really, really well. Long story short, we um, the 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 person that was going to manage it, they ended up not doing that. So now we're just trying to find the the manpower right uh, to manage that side of it. So we're going to do supplement sales. Um, product launches have always done fairly well. A little bit of a headache. Uh, we are going to try a like a fulfillment store, or an e-commerce store sure Sure. and just per- promote it whether it's weekly monthly however it is um i'm going to see how that goes I-, I have a feeling it's not going to be as good as like when we do a launch like for a specific sh- shirt or sweater right right um, but i think it's going to get rid of a lot of the headache and hey who knows maybe we can market it to where it is for- it is profitable right um, exactly because after we launch it it's like 20 dollars a month to keep it up so it's really nothing out of the pocket um, and then we do, we do challenges. I like to try to do ca- challenges or competitions every quarter. Okay. That's kind of where we're at. I don't like them going consistently. Like I said, the business is very simple. It's very streamlined. I'm trying to complicate it too much.
8: Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, we, makes have,
9: sense. we have this uh, really cool thing. It's called Impact Wrap. Okay. Um, so shout out to Impact Wrap. Uh, they, they, they put this monitor on our bags and it tracks all of our members' punches workouts all of it and it gives them a a score uh live so they can see it on the tv you know super super fun like an orange theory thing yeah um so we're gonna do we're doing a competition right now with that and you know there's like you could do it a million million different ways but the one we're currently running is they pay a fee up front to get registered right we have a little qualifier so they'll go hit on the bag get their score up and then at the end of that we'll take those points and then match them up with an opponent, right? So whoever their, their score was closest to. So they'll be qualified. Right. And then we have a four week fight camp as we call it, okay. you know, kind of get them all, all excited. Yeah, sure, and sure. then, and then during those four weeks, we discount all of our PTs. So okay. I basically just get a raise of hands from the coaches who, who's interested in doing PTs. And then those are the people to choose from that or that the members have to choose from. And we discount the PTs for four weeks, make a little money off that. And then we have a competition day and, you know, again, you could do a million different things with it, uh, but we give them, we'll give a couple prizes away, um, you know, we'll content the heck out of the event so we can redo it for next time. Right. And then everyone will get a little award and everything. Um, and then side note, like. Other ideas for this have been just how we do the supplement play or gym launch has us do the supplement play, like for any of the gyms out there that are in the, the fitness boxing world and have impact rep, get it. It's an awesome investment if you haven't already, um, but you could totally do the same play with the supplements, right? You know, you get people interested in the qualifier, you know, maybe it's free and it comes with, you know, X, Y, and Z, uh, whatever, whatever, whether it's a product or a service. And then sell them on the supplements um, for the fight camp. You know, get your ass in shape uh, for the competition. Um, so again, just a little side note ideas. Yeah,
8: yeah, for sure. I agree totally, man, hundred percent. What would you say? Fill a percentage of people that take advantage of um, doing that fight camp piece. A percentage of your members that that participate in that.
9: Um, it depends. It's relatively low. Like this last one was pretty low. Um, I'm not too sure why that is. I mean, it's been like a year since we've brought it back. Um, But in the past, man, uh, percentage wise, we had a lot of people at the time. I'd say it was like over, it was like, it was close to 30%. Okay.
3: Um, okay.
9: That was about a little over a year ago.
8: Yeah. yeah. Great way for a client engagement. Obviously. Do you see just like any correlation with the people that participate in those events or competitions with them staying longer with their retention and their and their life cycle as a member uh, being longer because of doing these events and participating in it?
9: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, it builds character, it builds culture in the gym. Um, a lot of the people I noticed that signed up are already super consistent with the gym in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question because they're already coming a lot. <laughs> right,
3: right.
9: They're already invested in the place. Um, uh, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it really brings, cause when's the last time someone's, you know, done a competition, you exactly. know, like, you know, like a lot of people haven't done anything since high school. So it, it, it again, it just brings another element of that F U N man fun. Um, sure. For sure. And I'm excited for this go around because we didn't have any content from last time. So I'm hoping right. that we just keep building and building it. So when I roll it out again, I can actually showcase it like, hey, this is what it actually looks like. Look, people are having fun. This isn't a legitimate fight. Um, th- I think that's what I was lacking this last time, time around was just like content, pictures, videos, you know, showing them what I was trying to sell them. Yeah, I'm um, sure get better that. at my present, my presentation on the front end.
8: Yeah, like clarity in the branding, right? Clarity in the messaging it's 100%. We have to be so clear uh, in this day and age, you know, in 2022. But yeah, I think there's definitely something to our members uh, competing or training for this thing. It keeps us kind of chasing something. I remember with my gyms, like I always saw a massive correlation between the people that competed in, whether in our local events of CrossFit that we had at our space or other places. They were members for years, every single one. So there's definitely something to that, you know, some correlation to that for sure. Um, let's kind of go back here um, in order, Philip. So when you took the when you when you took the gym over a couple of years ago, how many members were there when you took it over?
9: Um, well, I didn't really take it over, right? So I don't think I got many members from them. I may have got a couple. Um, I mean, it was it was all on my own. I had to start from zero.
8: Okay. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. No, sorry if I misunderstood that. I just, just yeah, to get up. yeah, man. So we're at 250 now, right around that ballpark neighborhood. Yeah, we're
9: roughly around 270ish. Wow. Um, awesome. Yeah, closer to 250 with that reoccurring EFT. You know how yeah. it is. It's like someone may look
8: like they're falling off, and then they do or they don't. Of course. Yeah, that's always nature of the beast, right? What have you done? What's worked best for you marketing wise to get these faces in the door? Um building a I
9: mean two things. Obviously finding it finding a really good marketing agency if you can't do it on your own, right. uh, which which lately has just been Making sure that that clarity of your messaging, like you said, making sure it's it's super clear what you're doing um, for your avatar. And I'm lucky in the fact that my avatar, there's a lot of them here. (laughs) So just making it clear, you know, because when people hear that word boxing, they get scared, you know, and just showing that that fun element. Um, That's what really works for us the most is really enunciating the fun part of it. Um, And then and and then weight loss as well. Um, that also works because people ultimately want to do that. And we try to start with, you know, um, we try to lead with the emotion part of it, the emotional side before the logic. So I think that's why like the fun element seems to work better. Um, And then secondly is just, and and you could do this in the beginning in the long run or later on, but like just making sure that we're getting our branding right from the get-go just like, organ organically marketing as much as we poss- possibly can is get as many eyeballs on that brand as, 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 as possible. So that when they see that ad, you know, they're aware of what, what's happening um, and vice versa. But hopefully that answers your questions. Those have been the things that work best for us is, is yeah, just yeah. the the emotional side.
8: Yeah, no, I think that's so accurate. Like, um, you know, the human mind is crazy, right? Like we, we appeal to emotion and not logic, you know, it's just, it's just how it works. Um, unfortunately, I think, or fortunately, who knows for marketing, it's probably go both ways. Right? <laughs> Yeah, but for life, maybe, un- but yeah, for marketing, it works really well. And, um, uh, you guys have used paid advertising, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell, yeah we- so talk to us, talk to us about like your experience with that. Maybe what's worked well, uh, what's maybe hasn't worked so well, whether it's like the video piece, picture piece, like the copy of the, the ad. What's through your experience from getting from zero to two seventy members is awesome, especially in a couple of years. What's worked better than other things? So, well, I'll be I'll be completely transparent. Yeah. Um, in the in the beginning, we went from
9: zero to like hundred and thirty ish pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But this was when Facebook, like I, we would get leads just boosting posts like right. all the time, right. and that was just again. Um, selling that fun element, like what we're all about. I think yep. I also got lucky with the fact here in Klamath, there's nothing like this. And there's a lot right. of people, it's a smaller town, it's like 30,000 population, yep. kind of a country, um, dunk town. But I think a lot of people have never seen this before. Um, right. so I ain't gonna lie, man. I think part of it, I, I think I just got lucky in finding that right niche that people were looking for, right. you know, like right. Alex talks about, you know, finding a starving market. You know, it's not, it doesn't, the hot dogs don't have to necessarily taste good, but you know, if, right. if you find starving people, um, that's where it's at. So I think I landed that well, but yeah, zero to uh, 130 was a lot of just boosting posts back in the day. Um, and then, and then it got a little rough, um, with Facebook changing a lot and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I think a big part of it was my misunderstanding of Facebook policies. Like we kept getting like, shut down for, like, the most ridiculous things. Yeah. I didn't understand what was going on, and I got so frustrated that I ended up hiring a marketing agency, um, and they they did super, super well for me. A um, little rough in, in the in the get-go, but we had a great launch, and, yeah. and that really is what drove us to that extra hundred, yeah. um, and then from there, we've just been fine-tuning and tweaking things, um, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can on my end about it. That way, if the marketing agency has ceased to exist i'll know exactly what i'm doing um or yeah marketing changes every single day but i'll, I'll have an idea anyway
8: yeah it, it changes so much and like it's so funny you said like with facebook restrictions lately i talked to somebody yesterday and her posts were getting blocked because she was showing pic- pictures of somebody's abs like so she's so facebook blocked the post and wouldn't run it because it was somebody's like you know with like a half a, like a crop top showing part of their abs i was like that's crazy but yeah.
9: yeah and i think that's been the one of the biggest things is not only the, what how many leads the agency has brought us right. but the fact right. that it got rid of that headache that they don't ever get shut down you know yeah. they're constantly reviewing the, the you know okay. the policies and yeah. procedures so that helps really well um but before that what was working quite well was just doing different different ad sets um experimenting with kind of the the run-of-the-mill stuff right seeing what pictures work what what video works and then attaching you know copy to it whether it's small medium large uh, and just kind of working off that you know just really you know getting getting your fingers dirty and and doing the boring work and and paying attention to what's working is it this picture or is it the copy that's coming with the picture right
8: Right, exactly i think that's the most i think that's the most important part to people that are listening. They haven't, haven't used that yet or like, want to use it. It's like what you just said there, like, you know, paying attention to what's working, like tracking those numbers, tracking that data, seeing what's working for you. In different parts of the country, maybe different things, different markets, maybe different things, timing. Like you said, you, you don't have much competition around you. So you have a unique kind of service there and a product that you guys offer. So that's obviously helpful too. I know when I opened my first gym, like, there were no CrossFits within like an hour. So it was super unique and like, you know, nice. Kind of that shiny new toy type of thing, which, which definitely uh, is an asset, right? It is yeah. uh, with the, with the, uh, advertising and marketing piece, have you guys done any like initial offers that have worked better? Like challenges, like, I know you talked about the challenges earlier, like uh, bring a friend, six week challenge or anything that seems to work better, at least for you guys
9: yeah so we actually true story um we haven't done any offers yet um okay. so I'm, I'm actually really excited to start doing some like we're gonna do one for the summertime yeah. um just kind of mix up the marketing um but we're, 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 what works well for us is just value stacking um so we don't necessarily sell like uh, the service essentially where we sell like hey you know you have free seven days, free gloves, free bag, free hand wraps. Like you're going to get all these free things. So we just value stack and, and products
8: basically everything yeah. that they are gonna get when they sign up. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, appreciate you sharing your experience with, with the digital marketing piece, because uh, obviously you have that experience there. And it's something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of our listeners are looking to hear about, you know, what works and how it's, how it's changed recently. You know and success you had working with um we'll say professionals you know in that in that in that niche of the industry is great man yeah we'll go back into the gym scene we talked about the challenges that you run and just you know we have a pretty big client base what else are you doing to keep them engaged Do you guys have any kind of communication platforms that you that you use like you know obviously texting email facebook you have discord and what was it telegram now and all these things and any other events that take place outside of the gym, just to like keep that engagement high as high as possible.
9: Gotcha. Um, so let me let me think here a little bit.
8: Yeah, go ahead. Take your time. So
9: yeah, I mean, we do we do we do some challenges, right? Uh, we do try to do like a DJ night every lately. It's been like every eight weeks. Um, So any excuse, you know, it could be St. Patty's Day, it could be 4th of July. Um, We try to change it up every once in a while, it might be a birthday, uh, could be a barbecue for 4th of July, um, or it could just be like cosmic boxing night. You know, where we black out the place, we put our lights in. You know, it looks like we're clubbing, but we're hitting a bag. Yeah, I like it. Um, we we actually when it's in the when it's winter time, we try to do that one. Sometimes we'll do it weekly. You know, not with the DJ, but do the cosmic boxing thing. Um, again, add that fun element. Sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's once a month. Uh, but the DJ thing's been really cool. Um, Event, like out, outside events we haven't done much the only one that we did do was with our supplement launch so we basically did a vip day um yeah. sat them down went over their long long-term goals sold yeah. them on a big package and then they got the whole trip for free we in a nutshell we went to a city an hour away from us we did a spa seminar mm-hmm. um, day in the park lunch dinner and then uh, rafted the river Awesome. and believe it or not we squeezed it all in one day <laughs> i didn't think day. it, it exactly. is dude, it was a lot i didn't think we'd get away with it but we got it all in one day and came back um but that's that's as, that's pretty much what we do as far as that's concerned it's not was not a whole lot like we, we try to keep things active right. but we're not again to be super transparent yeah. we're yeah. not super retention based um I know we know how to be like we have the systems in place if we need to be but we choose not to because we're kind of like a gym that's met in the middle right so you have to explain it well you have planet fitness right that's super super cheap that right. counts you know they they gamble on 90 percent of their members not showing up yeah. and then you got a training gym like say like majority of gym launches um okay. keeps who charge 200 a month it's very you know tight niche it's very um very personal training based, where they get a lot and they get a lot of value, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like right in the middle of that, where we don't charge twenty dollars a month, but we also don't charge two hundred dollars. Um, you know, we charge kind of in the in between um, because we we can because we're offering group classes. There's coaches, but it's not super one-on-one um, attention based. Okay, we try to get both of both worlds, get a little bit of both worlds. Um, so we mainly bank on the volume of members that we get. Um, and like I said, I'm trying to put more systems in place to get them to purchase from us more often, right. Right. To kind of maximize that or optimize it. Um, but yeah, we don't do a ton of retention stuff because if we did, um, again, we'd have to charge more. Um, we would do, um, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, so there would, there'd be no bags. (laughs) We only have about 32 bags. And if we did too much retention, there'd just be no bags. Um, So yeah, we are, we are one of those gyms that does focus on the volume of members that we have. Um, It's just what works well, man. And and I I feel like it's, it's what works good for me anyways, it's how I want to run a gym. Um, Like I said, it's, it's, it's super lucrative and it's easy. Um, There's not, it's not a ton of overhead. Hiring is easy. Um, So yeah, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Yeah,
8: that, you know, totally makes sense. And uh, yeah, I love the the model of the low overhead. Obviously, you know, you don't have massive amounts of equipment, right? The space isn't enormous, so our rent isn't crazy. You know, uh, I know my overhead was seventeen thousand a month in one of my gyms before I even th- thought of paying myself. You know, so it's like, so it, it's it's great to not have that crazy overhead to to operate at your it's your it's your best capacity. Can you just explain further, just for the listeners? yeah um, What well, you said there in the last piece to have clients purchase more often i'm not sure people know what that means exactly would you mind further explaining what that means to you and how you guys and how you guys do that how you guys are yeah. trying to do that? yeah
9: yeah so so that would be any like of the the challenges or events that we run um those so yeah Mo, like i said before it m- mainly like cross sells right. um, sops is a huge a huge key point there um that's one of our like go-getters So if we're if we're we're cross selling anything, it's definitely supplements, getting them to buy more often, getting them on subscriptions or if it's a challenge. Right. You know, run the challenge for free and then they're they're paying for the supplements. Um, And then, like I said, the impact wrap thing that we do, those kinds of events, getting them to, you know, take advantage of that. And then the the clothing, you know, it doesn't have to be clothing. I guess it could be anything. Right. Any kind of products, Um, just launching things like that in general. And that's kind of where we're at with that. You know, I'm, I'm struggling to find more innovative things um, for, yeah, for, sure. for, for members to purchase more often.
3: Sure,
9: sure. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's so many things to do, but I think I've kind of yeah. run into a stump there.
3: Sure, um, yeah.
9: Uh, other yeah. things, like, like we mentioned before, I t- talked about maybe doing some upselling. Um, and then I, I would just recently learned about maybe doing downselling, not in the front end. I'm not a big fan of that because I want them to focus on what they're trying to sell and not like take the easy way out, but doing a downsell on the back end of the business. So when someone's trying to opt out of the gym, yeah. I just don't know if how it'll work and if it'll, if it'll be sticky, but I guess I'll never know if I don't try. So true, that's true. something that we're looking into too. Okay.
8: Yeah, it's very cool to hear, man, your mindset and like uh, just looking for ways to better the business, right? Looking for every option possible that we can keep this thing growing uh, in the best in the best way. So that's really cool to hear. Philip. just for like the listeners, man, could you describe like a, a day in the life of you as a business owner, like right now? Um, you got 270 members, you know, full pretty much full capacity gym, doing a lot of other stuff, cross sales, some upselling, thinking about down sales, which is like way ahead of the game for you know for uh most newer gym owners if you will so what's just a day in the life of you look like like right now
9: right now yeah so i i don't do many of the operations um i have an amazing um general manager operational manager so shout out to jess she does a fantastic job at just managing everything in here in the gym day to days great at coaching classes so I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to coach any classes. I can sit back as an owner, um, gather content when I need to, um, and, and study. You know, right now it's just a lot of studying. You yeah. know, learning learning how to be a better marketer okay. or advertiser. Right, yeah. they all fall under the same umbrella, um, and how to be a better leader. You know, I think that's something we all struggle with, or something that we over we oversee, um, and. So for me, it's, it's coming up with trainings. We do a lot of trainings nowadays, which have been super beneficial for sales and everything. And maybe we can get into that a little bit. Um, So just coming up with different trainings for my employees and for my manager, again, just studying up on advertising marketing. Um, I do handle the books still. So, you know, every day I'm in there being my own, my own accountant at the, at the time being. And that's it for the gist of it, man. I know that's not a whole lot, um, but I love coming to the gym and talking with the people, you know, and trying to network as much as I can. I've noticed that's like my biggest struggle is now that I'm not in the gym as much anymore. I don't get to network as as often. Whereas, you know, you're a trainer, man. You're in there talking to everybody every day. You know, you know, all the dentists, you know, you know, all the lawyers, you know, everything. And so that's something I'm missing out on. And uh, I try to get in the gym and, and talk to the members as much as possible. Sure. As well. yeah, Just man. be present, especially when I throw up a, a video on Facebook and, right. uh, you know, like, who, who the
8: fuck is this guy? Yeah, man. And it's awesome that your mind's there, too, man, because you know, as the business grows and you're able to hire a GM, which takes a, a huge load off your plate. Was that the most important hire you've done as the gen- general manager for you?
9: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, that's, that's, I knew that's where I wanted to be.
8: That That's like the first, first important, real good hire that you made to kind of, to kind of change your role to, like, like you said, the leader, the CEO, if you will, like to focus on uh, leadership skills, training, marketing, advertising, finances. Talk to us about like the sales training you do for your staff, because that's something I don't really get to talk to, talk about much on the podcast. would love to hear how you do that with your staff? Uh, how often you do it? What that kind of looks like and, and is consisted of, and just the overall process that you do that's worked, you know, to train your staff better.
9: Absolutely, man. That's I, I love talking about this stuff. Like I said, it's yeah. it's one of the things I I strive to be a lot better at. And when it comes to sale, it's it's mainly trainings with the sales, right? That way we can optimize that part of the business, make our percentages better. But uh, we. Well, at first, at first, it, it, it's hard because you got to figure out when everyone can make it, right? Am I going to do this Zoom one-on-one or am I going to do this as a group? It, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, I prefer, I prefer doing group when it's that kind of training because we can all bounce off each other. So we do it like every other, right now anyway, I'd love to add more. We do it every other Friday. We'll do a training. We sit down after our last class, they'll clock in and we'll, we'll do, we'll do scripts right um we'll do a little bit of role play we're getting ready to do more objection stuff objections and overcomes which i'm excited about um and then we'll do some um i don't know what you would call them but they're more or less like psychology games
8: okay
9: um so shout out to ed Turney for showing us some of those they've been awesome tools for the business um and ultimately it seems like everyone's enjoying it so that's that's fun for me when everyone else is enjoying it right when it's not just like oh boss says we're here got to do this training. Seems right. like everyone's just having a blast doing it. Um right. and, and and I don't, and I honestly I don't see why they wouldn't either because it's like when it is your time to come up and bat, right? And you got to make that sale like you're more confident and you're like, "Oh well, that wasn't like as nerve-wracking as I thought it would be." Well, go figure because we just did training like last Friday. Um so anyway, I'm getting off track. We do that every, about every other Friday right now. I'd love to do it every Friday. Um and then we I try to do a We'll all go out to dinner and do what I call a co-creation meeting. We'll get everyone together. And there might be a couple topics I discuss or highlight. But other than that, I try to make it like free. Just let everyone, um, you know, maybe get a couple beers in them, whatever it is and just talk about the business. Any ideas that they've just been um, chewing on lately. um, Just anything. Right. That way I can accumulate it, you know, and, and see if it's something that is like a gold nugget for us or something that I need to look into more. Um, you know, it could be, it could be raising concerns as well. It doesn't necessarily just have to be like ideas. Um, so yeah, it's just a whole collective, just more relaxed. We're not doing drills. We're just going to hang out, have dinner, have a couple brews and uh, talk, bit. you know, big ideas for the business. Um, so we do those co-creations. And then we're getting ready to do a quarterly. Um, This will be our first one. So I can't really give you too much feedback on that. But basically all that is, is a full day on a Saturday where we're going to do, we're going to do it all, right? Do some co-creation stuff, um, do some training where we'll do drills, uh, do some scenario-based stuff. And then at the end of the day, just have a team building event, something fun. We're going to go do paintball. So super excited about that. Um, you know, these things are, these things are pricey, uh, but they're just depends on the business owner you are like they're, they're fun for me. Um, and I like giving back to all of them. And at the end of the day, when they, they hang up their hat at the gym, I want them to have learned a ton, you know, obviously they're going to learn, learn a lot, look, working with people and be, being a better coach. But I really want them to take away more than just that so that they can apply that to their day-to-day life or their career to come or their current career. Because um, I feel like a lot of people in the industry, and I could be speaking at a term, but I feel like a lot of people uh, lack that. Um, and I feel like there's not a lot of good bosses out there, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I see it time and time again, you know, these businesses like franchises, for instance, all, all, uh, all bad name franchises, um, sometimes they're really bad at like keeping that training going, right? There's that, that initial like startup at that initial hire, and then that's kind of it. You know, there's just no incentive, or if there is any kind of training to come, it's like it's not exciting. It's like there's no reason for them to do it because they're not getting any perks for it, right? There's no that's not incentivized, like there's just nothing. Um, so again, I'm getting off track, losing my train of thought here. But
8: oh man, it's cool. It's good. Yeah, I love that you're yeah, I love that you do that first of all, like in the grand scheme of things, you know, and it's something I don't think we hear enough of, you know, in the fitness industry. So it's really cool. And just to uh to take pride in your employees and to, you know, help them grow and learn while they're with you, you know, yeah. hopefully like forever or a short term, whatever. But like, that's, I think that's a super important thing. So it me, is. Yeah.
9: And if I could add one more thing, man, yeah, like, ahead, like man. I said before, I, I, I said that, you know, these things are expensive to do, but at the end of the day, like they do help you grow. Like if you're not doing them, they're not, you're, you're, you're not growing, right? Yeah. Like your team isn't. And if they're not, you're, you're not making any more money. So, yeah, just that limited belief, you know, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta spend money on doing this. It's like, yeah, do it, so you can have an ROI on it, because you will have an ROI. I mean, there's not a, it's not a factor of like if you will, like you, you will. Yeah.
8: Well, I agree, and I think that's great advice too for the listeners out there that you know, want to get in this business, want to open a gym. Maybe they are opening a gym, opening a gym now. It's that team, and like being committed to it, and like we can never scale where we want to without this team in place. You know, you hired the yeah. GM. Would you ever hire like a, a, a CFO type of thing, like a, finan- a financial officer or, or an accountant to take that off your plate too down the road?
9: Yeah, so I, it's funny you say that. Literally yesterday, I just spent yeah. 3,500 on Tax Hive to help me with some of that. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. They seem to be, know what they're talking about. And yeah. They, yeah, they sold me on it and I'm excited. They're all talking about like the, I think it's called the Augusta rule or something and yeah. all these things. So I'm excited to save some dollars with tax so exactly. that it will take some more off my plate because at the end of the day man i'd love to get to a point to where um i can just have focus on all the creative stuff yeah like just all of it um because i do i get sidetracked on little things and you don't think about it being an owner because right. you for one you're probably good at good at you know balancing fucking bowls on sticks right? right but it is it takes your attention away from it um even if it's for a split second so
8: for sure yeah i agree man and uh, yeah, that's always a big part that GM hire and that CFO or accountant or you know bookkeeper if for will, just frees up your time like you said focus on the, the creative side of things and like the growth right like and yeah. Uh, yeah like hiring those experts, especially in finance man you may be able to like you may be able to like, increase your marketing budget and not know it you could probably save money on taxes and like not know it until until you hire these folks to, to, to help us you know and, and to grow. so with that being said, man, Philip. last question dude. How do you would you define success uh, within your business? What does that look like for you? Success in my business, yeah.
9: Uh, you know, if I if I were to peel back all the layers of the onion, man, it's it's longevity. Yeah. Right. There's always going to be bad things that happen in life. Like you cannot control that, whether it's business, personal, whatever so focus on what makes the business work what focus on the growth like we're talking about that way the community can have access to that gym forever if we focus too much on the passion side of it like oh i love doing this and blah 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 i feel like we overlook some of the fine details that make business run right because Mm -hmm. guess what if you can't pay the bills you can't have a roof over the over your head Mm -hmm. you can't have a roof over your members heads either Um, So success for me would be longevity um, and my personal success. I'm looking to do a, a lot of different things. It's a, uh,
8: out of, out of, out of
9: reach, out of scope of the gym world. So.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome, dude. I think that's a terrific answer and uh great advice too. you know, like, it's like that passion profit line. It's like, you know, we have to, we have to make money into the, the day so we, so we can serve more people and we're, we are running a business here, even though we may love training, we still have to run a business, you know, and, uh, more money we make, the more people we can serve. So, like, appreciate you sharing that, Philip. I think that's a great place to wrap it up, man. Where can the listeners find you on social media, uh, website, all that great stuff? Where can we check you out?
9: Yeah, yeah. So, Facebook and Instagram is just Strength in Motion or Strength in Motion Boxing Gym. Um, and then our website, same thing, Strength in Motion Boxing Gym.com. Yeah. Um, check us out, see what we're doing, and hopefully we can help and give me a follow so I can give you a follow back and we can learn off each other, expand that network.
8: Love it, man. I'm going to give you a follow right now once we get off, but I appreciate you, man coming on today and wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Austin. You got it. And to the listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords, we are out.